What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Ozone. Today, we are recording from beautiful Beverly Hills. We've got an upgrade ya. Who knew? I am your host, Omar Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Omar Miller or on Instagram at Omar Benson Miller. And my brother is here as well. <laughs> the icons at Instagram and at this guy. I don't know. This is like, I don't, I don't, I'm telling you all out there in Ozone Land, he doesn't do it on purpose. I don't know. It's on Instagram. At Instagram would be the Instagram handle. Oh, which on is Instagram the, and on Twitter. E-Y-E-C-O-N-Z. There you go. But let's get straight into it, folks. What is going on? The Cleveland Cavaliers actually won a game, and they look like the Cleveland Cavaliers that, that we anticipated they would be in this final series. Yeah, they look like that for one game, though. And just tell me, I need to talk about my man, King James. Because LeBron James seems to, just like you said, only when somebody gets hurt or only when the situation is dire, he then decides to t- to put on his cape and be Super Bron. You know what? I think that he's going really turned it up this next game simply because um, Draymond Green called him a bitch. Well, let's speak on that. Let's see what Clay Thompson had to say. Guys talk trash in this league all the time. You know, I'm just kind of shocked. Some guys take it so personal. It's like, <laughs> I mean. You know, it's a man's league, and I've heard a lot of bad things on that court, but at the end of the day, it stays on the court. We're all competitive people. Um, you know, uh, it's, I mean, trash talk is a, it's a part of the game in basketball. I feel like it's part of any sport, especially this competitive. I don't. I mean, you know, what can we do? Clay is out here saying, I guess LeBron just got his feelings hurt. I, said, I mean, you know what? Everybody trash talks, but not taking it personal is not being human. I don't, and I don't think that that's what he's saying. I think he's saying that he got his feelings hurt, and ultimately, this speaks to the kind of weight and sway that LeBron James carries in the NBA. And he's saying that when LeBron gets his feelings hurt, things happen. Now, what I want to talk about a little bit is, as the series stands now, it's three to one. The Golden State Warriors are on the cusp of winning their second of a back-to-back championship run, which is just, to me, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming last year. I didn't see it coming this year. No, but the league is watered down, too. A lot of people feel that way, but a lot of people also feel the flip side, which is you can't front. They beat who's in front of them. And so far, they have beat who's in front of them. Now, the issue becomes, in my opinion, what the issue truly becomes is can they close out, and they've shown many times they can close out, especially at the crib, but is there going to be a rollover situation uh, or are the Cleveland Cavaliers coming to play? Or is there the unseen hand, excuse me, is there the unseen hand called the NBA? Called the NBA, who is the Sith lorded by originally by David Stern and now by Adam Silver potentially, is Draymond Green's suspension a product of the NBA stretching games out as long and series out as long as they possibly can for the most possible revenue? Let's get to where the rubber meets the road, amen. And I, think, and I, I want think to talk hooked, about what's going on. Yeah, but I think they hooked Draymond Green gave them a great out. Because, I think because, so. I don't think that they did it on purpose, but with Draymond Green doing what he's done now, they were like, yes, thank goodness we get to suspend him. I think there was a ticker tape parade. I saw it. I was invited. I couldn't make <laughs> it. I had it. a previous engagement. Did you have a plus one? I did not. It oh. was a tight list. Oh, okay. They can't let the conspiracy go wide. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't work that way. But this is, the, this is the issue is that when you look at it, a lot of people, I, I do a lot of surfing and trolling, if you will, on Twitter, 
And you see a lot of people are upset, a lot of people, and not even Warriors fans. It's not even the Dubs fans. People are just upset because they feel like already you have to wait for far too long, everybody feels like, for the games. A half a week. Every, the guys can only play two times a week. These guys are the best athletes in the best shape out of anybody in the world, and they can only play two basketball games get, a week. They get the best treatment. They get the best treatment. Everybody's in hyperbaric chambers right now. Cryo. Yeah, they they're asleep right <laughs> they're now. Sleep. They're in hyperbaric. But, you know, these guys, man, the NBA is a machine, and, yeah. they're, and they're going to do them. We can't be surprised when they give you the NBA. Can't be surprised when they give you the NBA. It's the same reason why the first round – is still seven games, despite the fact that that takes away any suspense for the for the underdog to actually have a chance to beat the top seeded team, which would be the five round format like they have in baseball. Now let me ask you this: Literally now, how long does the season stretch out? Is it almost a year? Basketball lasts from basically from Halloween until almost the All Star break of baseball, which is absurd, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean now. <laughs> The Warriors are making moves, so technically they could wrap it up tonight, June uh, was Juneteenth. They could wrap it up on <laughs> June, June 13th, I think it is, and uh, and that would be the earliest I think that I've seen the season end in a very long time. Because usually I think the season ends around the the third week of June. Yeah, but I mean, this game is the Cavaliers. All they have to do is show up, and they got it. You you, you feel that way? Yeah. You feel like the NBA is giving them all come the on, calls? Come on, dude. Anything? Come on. Wow. And then wow. you add the suspense and drama of them losing, Golden State losing at home, and, you know, you get to go back to Cleveland. So you can get a Game 7 out of this, actually. Potentially, you could get a Game 7 out of this. So you're saying that it's just totally and completely, the script has already been written. Yeah. I mean, this is theater at its finest. So then... Bring what, me my cape. <laughs> and your smoking <laughs> jackets, brother. So what you're saying is, is that if they trick it off, they really have to trick it off. Like, they have to come in like they did flat, like in those games one and two. Which is highly possible with cats out there like J.R. Smith and Imani Shumpert not doing the job. So it's highly possible that they can come out there and literally blow chunks. But I doubt it. But you I mean, can't you, give LeBron James a pass here. This is my thing. The, the, I'm what kind at, of passes he get? I'm, I'm I mean, what at, kind of passes is he getting? I'm looking at the spread right now. What's it looking like? You in? The Warriors are you in? Are only I'm in. I'm, I'm spread out. The the, <laughs> the the Warriors are only favored by six points, which is amazing to me. Seeing that they won the last two games they played at home against this same opponent by a combined uh, sixty points or something like that, fifty points. Well, I hate to bust everybody's bubble, but Draymond Green is the glue that holds that team together. It's not Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. It is Draymond Green. Even though I've been leaning more and more to feeling like Clay Thompson is actually the best player on their team. Yeah. But I think Draymond is the glue. He's their enforcer. He's their, you know, they rally behind him. He's they, they, He does a lot of positive for the squad on a, on a, a morale level. And let's not just let's not dismiss the numbers my man gave you several triple dubs this year right he put up dumb he, he numbers was the second in the league i think in triple to, dubs. West, to, to westbrook yeah, yeah to westbrook yeah and so you know i think it's uh i think it's interesting the theory I, I laker quick hit me on our off time and said hey well i see the nba is finally coming to the rescue of your man lebron james i think it's unfortunate that lebron is put in this category um, the standard that he has to live up to is ridiculous. It's crazy. But at the same time, I will say this from watching the games. Now, I went to the uh, the Central Intelligence premiere the other night during game, uh, was that game five? Mm-hmm. 
And um, oh, that was game four. They're up three to one. Yeah. So up uh, three three to one. I went up there on uh, game four and uh, went and supported the uh, my buddy Dwayne, the big fella. Supported the Rock in his uh, in his latest endeavor with him and Kevin Hart. Had some chuckles and some laughs. I can't give you an accurate synopsis of the review for the film because I snuck out to watch the game during the film. But what I saw. I did not see the hyper-aggressive LeBron that I saw in Game 3. Which might lead to your theory that you had in the past that his legs are a little bit worn out. Potentially. I mean, you have to look at the numbers here. This guy has an extra couple seasons on his body. Tyron Lue, I think I think he messed up. Actually, this is the biggest problem that I've seen with him this series is that there was no rest for those guys. The starters played... I think out of 48 minutes, I think the starters played like 42, 44 minutes last game. But this is the finals. This is it, dude. You're no, this is the- it. But at the same time, you are a human. So the, uh, even if you need a breather for a minute, I'm, I'm just saying you got you to gotta get a breather. They played the entire third quarter, and you got to get, get a breather in there. And that game was tight. And there was a couple key plays towards the end of the game that led to, to that game stretching out. And I saw the brain dead work from, uh, from, from J.R. Smith that likes to show up from time to time. Mm-hmm. I saw I, you know what it is too. I saw guys just missing shots, and 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 there's certain shots you just can't miss. I saw them missing and shots. Now, do you think it's the rubbery legs? Maybe those guys are partying a little bit too much. Or, you know, I don't what even do you think, think they're partying. I think that I think that unfortunately, I hate to say this, I think the moment just might be too big for some of these guys. And I don't think so. They've been there before. Now there's no excuse. It's almost the same exact team that was there last year. Well, and that if, if you're saying that, then you're just saying that the, that they're just not up. They're just the, the the competition is too great for them. Well, honestly, if you really look at these guys from the outside looking in, a lot of these guys don't even look healthy, really. As an athlete, you look at these guys and it looks like they might need to, uh, you know, check their meal plans because their diets don't look like they're together. You're looking at their skin and the way that the fatigue that sets in late in the games. A lot of times, it's a lot to do with the diet. Wow. Well, I mean, that's what the doctor was saying. Yeah. And it's a, it's I for me, I'd like to think that on. Four double doubles from In and Out and three orders of fries. I can still hit an open jumper. <laughs> yeah, but I like game, to think. And they're giving you what you could do if you ate. If you ate that, you're going to get one or two open jumpers that you can make, but not the whole game in a professional game that's moving very, very fast. And literally, the refs are letting them hammer them. They're playing physical. I don't like the way that they're refing the games right now. Really? What, uh-huh. do you, what, what do you see? What do you see? Well, I see uh, too much grab ass going on. There's a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot of physical, a lot of, uh, you know, banging and, and pushing and everything. But And they're not calling it one way or the other. It's just that it's too much. It's out of control because then you get a situation like what happened with Draymond and LeBron, you know, because they let it go too far. Well, and you could also argue that they've already let it go too far when it comes to Draymond and LeBron because the situation is what it is that Draymond now in every single round, Draymond has been a part of a, a, a fracas of some sort that has included another man's genitalia or, you know, he's kicked Steven Adams in the balls. There's been a lot of situations where it looked pretty suspect where you have to uh, question his intent and say, now, was that by purpose or was that an accident? And it seems like that gave the NBA the out to then say, well, look, this is just one too many. This is this has been every round, and we've gone as far. We didn't suspend him the other time. Right. We did this, we did that, because I tell you what, if they would have suspended him against the Thunder, I don't think the Warriors would have be in the finals. Right, no question. And, 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 it, and it seems like they should have done that. You know, because that one was much more egregious than this one, in my opinion. I, they're both terrible because from Imano Imano, I don't need you to swing on my nuts, dude. I never need you to play around with my nutsack. 
Why? I, I, no, I just I'm not there with that. That's not that's not uh, that's not what I came Foot, to the basketball court for. Fist, any of that. I don't want any part of that. I don't want to play grab ass on the basketball court. So, well, you have that angle of it. A lot of other people along the conspiracy theory lines are saying that you know what? Do you think that if the series was two two, they would have let it slide? Yeah, I think that what Draymond Green has done is that he's going to have this carry on. Uh, this is going to be his legacy. I think. It's I gonna, think he's giving you the yeah. Rashid Wallace now. Yeah, and it's going to follow him everywhere you go. Well, Rashid wasn't dirty though. Rashid was just he's animated. A hard, yeah, yeah, I agree. But no, what I'm saying is, and that, I, I'm glad you cleared that up. I'm not saying that Rashid Wallace was dirty. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that I think he gave the Rashid Wallace in the sense that now this follows him, and the and the exactly. referees are going to be looking because you the know, guys for under that. a microscope. I was speaking to Trucker Didi. We were talking about it, Trucker Dave, and he was saying that uh, you know he thought that they were they were sort of picking on him, but. I, uh, I don't. I don't think that. I think that this guy has put himself under a microscope, and then if you put yourself under that microscope, you can't be surprised when people see you. Mm, but that's deep. It is. It's microscopic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zoom lens, cameraman. Zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great point. Well, you know, me personally, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I'd like to to give a vote of confidence and say that the Cavs are going to show up. I think that you pose a very interesting point that as it stands now, it's their game to lose. But I've seen stranger things happen up there. And also, I tell you, them boys are like a whole different team at home. I think that, that yeah, what's but who's going to re- do the dirty work? I don't know. But Spates. I think they're going to depend on Mo Spates, Spates a lot. I think, I think Mo Buckets is going to get some burn. I also, he's nice. He, he started nice. at a lot of places. He could start without question. But I don't think he has the stamina to go like that. And Draymond Green gives them the up-tempo. And with Spades, you're going to have to play big, you know, more so. so. I don't know, Spades. Mo Buckets is shooting from deep. He's running the court. Yeah, he can't run it like Draymond Green. No, he's. I mean, Draymond Green is one of the best players in the world. Yeah. But I, I believe that I believe that the situation now is is one where the league needs a game six. The league needs it to go six. At least, yeah, five isn't five isn't the big big money. You know, five, no five and dive. I don't think it's five <laughs> and dive. I think they need six in the mix here. I think they got to do it, and I, it will be interesting to watch this game and see how they call the game and see if they make it obvious, you know, and egregious with with their with the calls, or if see if they kind of try to make it subtle. My theory always has been is that ever since that ref Tim Donahue got caught, right? I oh, and he said there were several refs who were in on it basically um and no everybody always discredited what he said because he got caught which to me was amazing um but i always felt like these guys are the best in the world and they don't need a lot of help you don't have to make all out bad calls as much as you just need to put them in a position to give them extra chances to to succeed and a guy that is a professional a professional secretary doesn't need the 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 thing to be slanted in her favor. But if you give her a couple of extra keys on her keyboard, she can actually pull out that extra, you know, time. It's a, the worst metaphor that you've ever heard in your life there. <laughs> but the worst analogy you've I'm ever, I've ever come you. up with. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put everyone to sleep. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. That, and see, now, a world-class storyteller like myself doesn't need much help in putting you to sleep. <laughs> but if you give me help, I'll make sure you get the I knockout drops. You. Exactly. No, but you understand what I'm saying. It doesn't take much. You get the big guy in foul trouble, or in this situation, like with them, say Curry or or Clay Thompson gets in foul trouble. It doesn't take much. It really doesn't take much. Well, honestly, Curry stays in foul trouble. Yeah, he does. He he hacks a lot. 
I'm interested though because I saw a great special on him yesterday. This guy seems really? like the best guy in the world. Seems yeah, like a really, really nice guy. Yeah, where he was with his, he he brought these kids out from North Carolina, a kid and his twin, and the twin girl had a, uh, she was suffering from cancer, and he brought them out because they're huge fans, and he let them uh, come out for the tip, and he he shot around with them. I was, I was really impressed, this kid, but you know, I I feel like what the series has done. What the OKC series and this series have done is they've highlighted the Warriors' weaknesses, which is that they're careless with the basketball, they have poor shot selection, and that those things will help you win the game if you make them pay. Well, yeah, but they're all leaning, everybody, all the analysts and everybody else is leaning towards the Warriors being a dynasty. I don't really see that, but I didn't see them winning one let alone two and i didn't see donald trump going this deep in the presidential nomination so exactly. you know this is the kind of thing <laughs> and that also, happens if you speak on that he's trying to get tom brady and um big ben to speak at the gop for him come on man what did you <laughs> listen he, if you're gonna go you want some winners with you <laughs> you know uh you know i think that i i also i also read uh something that lebron said about that horrible terrible nightclub shooting in florida uh which which i thought was great he said you know it, it it's another hit for us as Americans, and we had to deal with we had to deal with in our world today. It it definitely puts things in perspective on basketball for myself. It's just a, a small matter of what reality really is, you know. And that that's great. And at the same time, you want to talk about a great guy, man? That guy's a great guy. He comes off like a great dude, man. He really does. Yeah, he's a stand-up and, guy. And especially when he talk about ninety, fifty, forty, <laughs> and but you know, it's just society is in such a place of darkness i feel like from time to time it gets highlighted by something grand like that but there's all sort of those small ugly things going on on the day to day that we all reach to these athletes and celebrities when we watch the 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 game and the movies we want them to be heroes and all we want is good competition right and this is what's so disturbing when you start feeling like things could be rigged or dirty you know, it just it really it, it, it just puts you in a spot where you just don't I don't want the games to be rigged. You know no. how, how disturbing that would be. Right. If, you know what I mean? If you found out the games were truly scripted. But now in your hearts of hearts, because honestly, people out there, sports fans, I had quit watching the NBA. He did. I can tell for, this is the truth uh, for the like the last what? How many years? That's five, six years. Yeah, because I could tell you exactly what's going to happen all the way up until the finals. They, so he they would just watch the finals. Yeah, the just, icons would only watch yeah, the finals. You just watch the finals because you can tell about the the broad theater. Yeah, Romeo, Romeo, <laughs> wherefore art thou three pointer, Romeo? <laughs> you know, and I don't think that anything's changed. It's just that the players are different. You know, and and you're talking about bringing out LeBron and Steph Curry. Why is it that it's always the superstars to get there? You know, the these guys who are considered the best in the game, they always go head up. Do you ever see a, a team like the Bucks, who have a team full of nice players, ever go far? It's not an accident. I don't know. I mean, the, the the flip side to that is look at the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are not a big market team, and yet they consistently made their way there every year. That you know they got it done. Yeah, but they had superstars. You had Tim Duncan. Now you have Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, so there's like I said, the league is filled nowadays with monster players. Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the league. You know, but until he gets that that major market feel or whatever to him, you're not going to see anything from them. Wow. I think, they, I don't know. There's a lot of guys who need help. Anthony Davis needs help. He's out there playing with the guys in so this room LeBron. right now. LeBron has some help. And, and worse where, than where, that, where, where worse than that, worse than that, this is the help LeBron chose. This That's the worst 
Okay. Think of it all. Okay. Let's speak sp- on it, son. <laughs> Let's speak on it. D. Wash. Just speak on it. <laughs> because he signed off on all of these guys, and now you, you made your bed, dude. Now he's got to lie in it. And it's tough because you expect these guys, you know, you expect these guys. If you're LeBron, you know you're expecting these guys to actually help you out. <laughs> right. And it looks like he's disgusted himself. He's like, man. I- and, it, and and But this is the problem I have. Sometimes he, he then seems like he rolls over. And this is the problem. But he just, it's like he gives in to the fact that, they, that his other guys can't perform. Yeah, but you know what? He he built this squad and like he literally he has to live with it. It's not cool, but it is what it is. And you live and you learn. And I wouldn't doubt if he jumps ship. He should be a hired assassin. I tell you, year to year, one year, one at a time, huh? Yeah. One off. They're talking something crazy. Like the next year when the revenue comes in, they're talking guys are getting gonna get paid fifty million a year. Yeah. Now, why would a guy like LeBron, if you can get seventy five to a hundred million dollars a year for playing a year to year contract, why wouldn't you do that? Well, and then on top of that, you, you got the billion-dollar contract, a lifetime guarantee from Nike on top of that. Yeah, and then forget about the bullshit about you being a uh, hometown you know, guy. Yeah, hometown guy or loyal to a team. Are they loyal to you? I mean, they, they signed the guys that you wanted them to sign. <laughs> yeah. They paid those guys that you wanted them to sign and play with. Yeah, but what about the first time? When he was there, what do you mean? Those guys got hurt. What do you want? Oh, the first go around yeah, was first, you know the first go around was ridiculous. But yeah, and what did they do when he left? When he decided to leave, they ran him down. They burned his jerseys. They called him every name in the book, and you know, so there is no loyalty in the sports. It's a business. Wow, you sound like I hear the bitter beer face coming in. Is that <laughs> oh my God! Look at his face. It's bitter. What happened? Yeah, listen, I. I so I don't, you know, the loyalty thing, I think the loyalty part is for the fans, but not for the athletes. They have to do what's best for them. And I think there's only a handful of owners that are actually, it, it rolls with. You have guys who, like the Lakers organization, decide they pick and choose who they're going to be loyal with. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, look at Tony Romo. You can't be more loyal than Jerry World is down to Tony Romo. He's, he's won one playoff game, right? I don't know. His whole career. I think. Has he? <laughs> I, think he just, yeah, I think he's just won. The one. only time I'll say he got cheated was that catch with Des Bryant was a catch. Yeah, even if it was a catch, do you think they won the game? Yeah, because that was like at the end of the game. That mm-hmm. was they. I think they would have won that game. That was, you know. But you know what you can win? What can I win? <laughs> you can win a membership to the 5-4 club just by buying it. <laughs> you won. <laughs> I won. See how that works? No, really, folks. The 5-4 Club, I'm sporting some 5-4 right now. Underneath my hoodie is uh, a beautiful 5-4 t-shirt because it's summertime. We're going with the summer edit right now. 5-4 Club, it's just incredible. You enroll in the 5-4 Club, you take a short style quiz, and then you receive an expertly curated package of exclusive clothing worth $150 or more every single month for only $65 a month. Let me ask you a question. Is there a promo code? I have a promo code for you people. It's my name, Omar. Go sign up. Fellas, you don't want to shop anymore. You have better things to do, but you still want to look sharp. Let 5-4 curate and stylize your wardrobe. Go to 5-4-club.com. Use promo code Omar when you sign up. And thank me later. Moving on, folks. Uh, the Grim Reaper is really on his job. And it's just unfortunate. Really, really unfortunate. We had another loss this week. Uh, we lost young Kevin Ferguson at only 42 years old, better known as Kimbo Slice. It's unbelievable, right? Rest in power, Slice. Yeah, because they're, they're saying he had the bad heart, right? 
Yeah, they, they so what the reports are saying is is that there was something wrong with his there was a mass on his liver and also he had he was on the list for a heart transplant. He was on the list. That's what they said he was on the list and he went into the hospital uh from what I understand he went in and and don't quote me on this. Uh, this is this is what I've read. He went into the hospital to uh, he wasn't feeling good, and he went in. Uh, I think he was trying to figure out where he was on the transplant list, and they were like, "Look, you're you're experiencing heart failure. We need to get you a heart now." And they didn't think he was going to be able to switch hospitals fast enough for, for the heart to come in, and the, and and he wasn't, and uh, and he passed away waiting for that transplant. Wow. And I'm talking about this guy, you know. And I think one thing that social media does so greatly now is. It really emphasizes and and can focus for people to say how they feel about things and what they feel and landmark things. Because I read something uh, on an RIP on someone's Twitter that was legit. And they said, Kimbo Slice introduced me to the world of YouTube videos. And I thought about it, and he introduced me to the world of YouTube. I never watched a video on YouTube before Kimbo Slice. Wow. Me personally. Right. Man, I remember when he hit the scene and it was just this rugged, just animal in the backyard destroying dudes. Just like animal. <laughs> he was he was just uh, putting people to sleep. Letting guys hit him in the face and they still couldn't hurt him. He didn't even have a neck. Dude's neck was so wide it just went from a trap to his mouth. Right. It was just a trapezoid to his mouth. Kimbo was a stud. And I tell you what. He, this is a truth be told, Kimbo's the American dream in a lot of ways because he this, literally came out of the backyard. This guy came out of the backyard, not of the slums, he mm-hmm. was in a bad way. And from what I understand about everybody who knows him, he was a family guy, mm-hmm. he was a really great guy mm-hmm. that uh, that that was trying to teach kids in his neighborhood, you know, to do the right thing and whatnot. And this was a way he used to make money was actually brawling dudes in the back. And then because of the YouTube popularity, he actually got a professional deal out of it. He got a chance. And he got a chance. And he took advantage of his chance. He, you know, he he put in the work. He started late. So it wasn't like, you know, you can only expect so much from him. But he always competed. He never quit. Wow. Um, you know, you brought up a trip. A trippy point is that you basically you can eulogize a guy via social media. Wow. Right? That's deep. Yeah, that is. Yeah, man, young Slice. Now, now, let me ask you this about Slice. Do you know if that bad heart situation is hereditary? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a good point. I don't know. I, I from what I understand, it wasn't there's no funny business about his, you know, about any sort of drug use or anything like that. Right. Uh I think that that he found himself just in a bad way. Obviously, he was a well-conditioned athlete, um, but I don't know what the spots on his liver, the mass on his liver was about. Right. I know that, you know, he's from down south, too. They eat good. Yeah. It meaning not necessarily <laughs> healthy. They yeah. eat good. Yeah, I can't call it. Um, but, you know, I was saddened to hear that Kimbo passed. But I was, I was really impressed with the impact that he had on young people especially because social media was with Kimbo Slice like it was when Muhammad Ali died. Right. I, you know, it, it was He's their a couple Ali notches though, right? below somewhat. I mean, he really is. Because the kids nowadays, we're talking about the greatest, but a lot of the kids don't even know who the greatest, you know, if you bring up the greatest, you just said the greatest. Like, oh, who? Who's that? They might give you money, uh, money may. Yeah, they may say that Mayweather is the greatest. And a lot of them give you the Bahamian brother, 
Kevin Ferguson, also known as Kimbo Slice. Exactly. And what a name. Kimbo Slice. Who came up with that? Uh, the hardest dude in the world. You know what? <laughs> I don't you know. I, what, I, man? That's a, the hardest name ever. I think I'm going to go with, why don't you go with uh, Kim, Kimbo? Yeah, I got it, duh. What, duh? Kimbo Slice. Who wants a slice of that Kimbo? Man, nobody I, wanted a slice. Nah, nobody wanted no slice of that pie. Nobody wanted a slice of that Kimbo pie because he was putting cats to sleep. If you don't know, go on YouTube and just punch in Kimbo Slice and prepare for the rest of your day to become very aggressive <laughs> because Kimbo will show you how to put guys to sleep. Yeah, and you know what? If he, you know, just think if he could got to a professional trainer earlier where he could have been. Because he had crazy, you know, yeah. he, he just crazy, crazy heart. He just, Chin, you know, heart. Yeah, yeah. He want the will to win yeah. was just over the top. And he was willing to put in the work. He was willing to put in the work. We got a little clip of uh, champion Keith Thurman and what he says about the loss of Kimbo Slice. You know, he did a lot of his uh, backyard brawling here in the state of Florida, man. And uh, I remember growing up, you know, watching his YouTube videos, watching his knockouts. You know, I mean, it's clear that, you know, to some extent that, uh, you know, he seemed to uh, love that Mike Tyson style, you know. Um, he just had a certain charisma. He got most of his popularity through um, the Internet. But then he did... Um, transfer. He actually had a few boxing matches alongside with his um, MMA professional career. And, um, you know, the best thing about Kimbo Slice is to just, you know, see the effort that he put in at such a late stage in life, how he didn't come up in the sports like fighters like myself or other fighters in, in the history. But that, like I said, didn't, can't stop. Nothing should be able to stop you from doing what you truly want to do. Only you can stop you only you tell yourself when when to quit how far you truly can go that's uh champion middleweight champion keith thurman keith one-time thurman speaking on the loss of kimbo slice and speaking on some some other aspects as well he's getting prepared for a fight against sean porter which should be a great fight right that I, should i think you'll be able to catch uh, the ozone at that fight the all members involved <laughs> but i think this is uh it just goes to show, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that Kimbo had some uh, boxing matches as well as MMA matches, and it's, it's what you were talking about. Uh -huh. Imagine if he could have got some training earlier on. There's no telling where he could be. I mean, I know he would be in the heavyweight division. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you could <laughs> confirm. I don't know about you know the, the potential wise. He, you know, with that kind of heart, and but and that kind of passion. But then again, you you know, maybe if you took him out of that element, he might not have been in, as hungry. I don't know. There was something about the backyard. It seemed like it really, you know, it really fired him up. There's supposed to be like a bare knuckle movement going on down well, there. Well, you know what? When I went out there to watch uh, uh, Chino Maidano train at, uh, at at Robert Garcia's gym, he there was a couple fighters in there who fight bare knuckle, um, and. That's bad news, man. I wouldn't want that. Why would I? Why would you want to do that to yourself or anybody else? You see people's flesh get torn off there when you when you punch them with your bare hands. If you got pop, it's ugly. If you've ever seen that, folks. Teeth? Oh, yeah. You can. I mean, you can get your teeth and you can get another guy's teeth in, in your, your hands. Fist. Yeah, in your fist, based on that. Yeah, it's rough, rough no, stuff. Is the is the bare knuckle legal? They have it? a league. It's, it's like it's on TV. It's oh, not. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I guess if you agree to it, it's all good. I don't understand. Uh, one thing, one other thing I wanted to get your take on is get a preview on this Klitschko Fury rematch. It's coming up fast, man. It's coming up in less than four weeks. Well, you know what? I, unfortunately, I think it's going to be anticlimactic. You think say. so? Yeah, because 
Tyson Fury is not taking it serious, and I don't know what Klitschko is doing, but I know that Tyson Fury is not taking it serious. Why do you say that? Well, because I've seen uh, videos and everything on Bleacher Report and everything of him being beat up by his sparring partners and him not him being out of shape with a belly and everything else. Really? Yeah, it's all it's all out there, and it's terrible. I mean, and he's like, yeah, I had a bad day at the gym, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, dude, you better get in shape. You play with the big boys, you go get put to sleep. Wow. Yeah, he's he's sloppy pimping. Wow. Well, hopefully all this leads to my man Shannon Briggs to get a shot. Because all, all <laughs> yeah, I want to hear do? is I want to hear, let's go, champ. <laughs> you sure? You got to do it, champ. <laughs> you sure? I said yeah. <laughs> I said yeah, champ. I can't wait. If anybody, if you need some motivational speaking, skip Tony Robbins. Go straight to Twitter or Instagram and follow Shannon the Cannon Briggs. And he will motivate you to go work out, to live your life. Shannon Briggs had ballooned up. He had some mental problems and he had ballooned up to almost 400 pounds. I think he was more than 400 pounds. Wow. And now he is cut up like a Jamaican outfit, as he says. <laughs> but uh, let me ask you this, though. Do you think that he's just doing this? And Obviously, he's doing it for the devil, but uh, can you take him serious? I mean, you can take him serious as much as you can take any 40-plus-year-old, uh, you know, uh, uh, fighter seriously. And what can you do? He's, he's doing him. I think that he's in great shape, and I think that he has a lot of ring experience. And one, one thing that we've seen over and over again is that in the heavyweight division, if there's a comeback to be made, you make it in the heavyweight division yeah. because that power doesn't go anywhere as opposed to guys who rely on speed or reflexes and quickness and so on and so forth. You can give him the one hit a quitter. Yeah, these uh, listen, and if you can take a punch, you can give him that George Foreman. Ooh. Come on, man. Come on. You know what else you could do? What? You could taste the jungle. It only takes three ingredients to get great health. And right. it takes water, chlorophyll, and a little agave. Or honey, if you like. Go to GorillaLife.com and enjoy yourself. Treat yourself to a wonderfully flavored drink that is a, a chlorophyll-based drink that'll clear up your skin, clear up your digestion. I'm a big fan of this stuff myself. I got a refrigerator full of it. And not just because I'm the host of the Ozone. GorillaLife.com. Sweeten your life, folks. And make it more healthy like the gorilla does in the jungle. <sighs> that was my silverback. You like that? Oh, man. I was a little intimidated. I'm trying to tell you. It was a, it was a mix between Christian Bale's Batman and, <laughs> the, and, and Harambe that got killed. R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> the homie Harambe. <laughs> Checked out Harambe Amabula. <laughs> Why are you checking him out? So Harambe kicking it in the hood. I see. What's, hey, what's up, Harambe? <laughs> oh, not much. You got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had your hand, I turned mine in. If I had yours, I cut mine off. Oh, Harambe. <laughs> oh, man. Saw something very terrible uh, in the You Trick segment. You want to know who tricked this week? Who tricked? And this is unfortunate. Hopefully it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> who tricked is the homie Juan Uribe. Did you see this? Oh, my goodness. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. 101 miles and 110 miles an hour. To the nuts? To the nuts. Are you crazy? It took him like 10, 15 minutes to get him off the field or something? And then he had to get carted off. Of course. I mean, he has a testicular contusion. There's a chance right now that the homie Juan Uribe has the biggest balls on the planet. And then he has a great chance of losing his balls. Ooh. Don't even uh, speak on that. I mean, uh, I'm, I, I'm can afraid. we blame this one on Draymond Green? Um, yes. <laughs> This is, it would have happened in Cleveland. Come on. What do you want? <laughs> Damn it, Juan. You tricked. That's terrible, man. And he's got crazy leather. 
I mean, the game. Catches oh, actually, up. it happened in Los Angeles. It oh. didn't happen in Cleveland. But the game catches up with you. The game don't wait. Man, they can't flock this time. Can't. <laughs> it destroyed oh. the nutsack. It ain't oh. straight. Doomed to be a killer <laughs> since he came out the nutsack. Ring ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> ding 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 dong. Keep their heads ringing. Ring ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> ring ding 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 dong. <laughs> Oh man, we just having we ain't doing nothing but some good living up here in the ozone. We just having a good time, folks. And this is off of Mike Trout. You, you want to hear the call? Yes. Hot shot to third and Aribe. He got nailed by that ball. Yes, he's he down. Mm. He's in a lot of pain. Out comes Jeff Desjardin. Along with Terry Francona. We'll take a look so at it's a one hopper. That this could be the second like, player. Yes, I was going to say this is exactly uh, I think wow. what, like what happened to Gomes in Seattle. Well, I can tell you, you never have to worry about me signing up to play for the Cleveland Indians, right? That's what I'll tell you because there's two guys on the team that are playing around with testicular contusions. I don't know what's going on. Some in the water, some and in the I'll, sunflower and, seeds. And I don't want it. I don't <laughs> want it. Let's move into the speaking of, of the testicular contusion. Let's move into baseball for our final segment. Give me your take of what's going on in the league right now, baseball expert, icons. Oh, man, I think that there's... I've a, been on a losing streak lately. Myself included. I can't pick a winner I to can't. save my life. No. <laughs> Can you pick a winner to save mine? <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> I feel confident. Just, I couldn't save my own. <laughs> no, you know what? The league is uh, going through a shift right now. You know, there's a... Even in our fantasy league, we were talking about it. Oh, the icon squeaked by me in our fantasy yeah. league. Beat me by seven points. Yeah, all because baby, of yeah. Ken Lee Jansen. How do you feel about that? I'm salty. Are you naked and afraid? <laughs> I am. I am. You just. I'm just wearing clothes to cover it. But inside, <laughs> I'm naked and afraid. But, you know, it's unfortunate because Ken Lee had a chance and the Dodgers had a chance to establish dominance over them, over the Giants. Right. And like, maybe one of those things that could mentally propel you, work you to meet, you know, later in the season. Instead, which that's will. a mentally, a mental back, back, blah, blah. Backbreaker, it, it sure is, brother. Snap into a slim jim. <laughs> it was a, it was a backbreaker. Yeah, because you know what? You're bringing out Ken Lee. He's supposed to be an intimidator and everything. And they're saying, and the night before, he almost blew that save. He sure did. They had him on wobbly legs, and then you bring him back out, and you actually get him. So now what you're saying is that you know what? You can bring in whoever you want to. You don't have anybody better than, than Kurt Kershaw. And after that, you can bring in whoever you want to, and we're good. And we're good. And we're gonna get him we're right after. Get him. Right after Kershaw gets out, we got you exactly. So you know, and that puts a lot of pressure on the starting pitchers because sure it does. If you don't feel like you can close the game out, they're like, oh man, I'm, I'm gonna come out of this game. I'm not gonna even get my win. Yep. Because yep. Ken Lee is back there playing with the cooter. He's back there, but you but if the cutter isn't working, but turn into a flat fastball. And you get a bunch of knocks. You get knocked around. But how about Yulieski Guriel? I go. Is that free agent? Tell me how you feel about the Guriel family who oh. we saw play in the World Baseball oh, Classic I, down in Cuba. Yeah, I still think that their brother is the best better one. Yuneski. Man, he was a monster. He's a beast. He's now beast who mode. could use this guy right now? Who couldn't use him? No, there's everybody can use a talent like that. It doesn't grow on trees, man. This guy can swing the stick. He's got leather. What do you want from him? Right, five two? Oh, I think the whole family five two, even the mother. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her. She, I, I, she was amazing. I drafted her in my fantasy. It really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Six round. Six round. Uh. She went low. Six round. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be interesting to see where he lands. Truth be told, he he wouldn't be a bad pickup. Uh, 
he really wouldn't be a bad pickup for the Washington Nationals because if the Nationals could get him and move Danny Espinoza uh, uh, or even move Rendon back to second base and then put put Guriel at third, get Stephen Drew out of the league. Yeah, and they want to bring up that kid, Trey Thomas. Uh, was it Trey Trey Turner? Mm, Truck uh, Turner. Bring up Truck Turner. Yeah, they brought him up uh, when – uh, don't quote me, but I think that it was not Danny Espinosa. Maybe Danny Espinosa went on uh, paternity leave. And he mm, brought and him up, brought for, him a up. Few, um, for a few games. The, the kid is the next thing coming. And then, you know, um, the Washington Nationals aren't what they're supposed to be. And Matt Harvey's getting his act together, so the Mets are going to be a problem. They sure are. They sure are. But I, who I tell you who I got my eye on uh, are the St. Louis Cardinals. Really? The St. Louis Cardinals last year were the safest bet in all of sports uh, because at home. I I don't remember what their home record was last year, but there was a point when the St. Louis Cardinals literally just plain and simply didn't lose at home. It didn't matter who they were playing against. And even though their starting pitching has been suspect, they still have a solid bullpen. And I personally believe that Johnny Peralta coming back off the DL is he's their Draymond Green. Right, but I don't think like Wainwright is not the the pitcher that he was. And no, and neither is Michael Walker. Yeah, but, and, but and Wayne the bullpen is a little suspect too because who was that? Joey Votto hit a bomb off of Kevin Segrist the other night, a walk off. Yeah, and uh, and I think they got Rosie the other night too. I think they got yeah. Trevor Rosenthal yeah. for touched him in Pittsburgh, yeah. but they're on a five or six game winning streak. Yeah, and I tell you that team is a momentum based team. Mike Matheny knows how to get in those guys' heads. And there's a very interesting situation that can happen because the Cubs are steamrolling the teams that they're supposed to steamroll. I'm very interested to see how this series against the Nationals is going to play out. Kicking off tonight with Scherzer against uh, Kyle Hendricks. Wow. That I, I would go with Scherzer definitely. Because definitely. I'm Kyle Hendricks pitches to contact, and that's never good. One of the things that everybody's doing, which uh, – It's never good when you got a guy hitting damn near 400 in the lineup in Daniel Murphy. Yeah, and you have Bryce Harper. But Bryce Harper, they, they won't pitch to him. You know, they they pitch around him, and that's, you know, that's not going to do much for the team. So if you can pitch around him, they're saying that they'd rather take Daniel Murphy's poison than Bryce Harper's. Wow. You know? Wow. You know? Well, and it's still going to be hard to catch up with the Cubbies. I mean, the Cubbies are like... I think they're overrated, actually. I do, too, but they're on pace to win 114 games. Yeah. Which yeah. means that they would have to get extremely cold to not win 100 games. Guess what? That it, it'll happen. This is baseball. <laughs> the averages say that you're going to go extremely cold at one point or another. I agree, but there's it, so many bum teams in the league. Yeah, but guess they, what? They can beat they don't, up on they the bum They don't really teams. have a bullpen, although they're talking about doing a big trade right now. Tell but me who they're talking about. They're getting. trying to get Batances, Miller, or El Chapo. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. They're trying to get the, the Mexican drug lord? <laughs> no, not that one. Oh. Araldis Chapman. Oh. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know his nickname was El Chapo. Yeah. Well, geez. Well, there you go. You learn something new every day in the Ozone. Just gave him that'll, that'll be a good move. Uh, I'm but they need to solidify that bullpen, <clears throat> and they're just injury away just like everybody else, you know, from flopping on their face. They What they can do is pull kids out of the minor leagues. That's what they can do. They're giving you great Yankees work from that, 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 that team. That 96? Yeah, that, that late 90s Yankees push when they mm-hmm. can bring up guys and everybody that they brought up seemed like they were better than the last guy. Right, but if any of those starting pitchers get hurt, they're going to have a problem because they're really relying on Lackey and Lester yeah. if, and Ariata, and after that, then what? You got Kyle Hendricks, but guess what? If Lackey goes down or if Lester goes down, and Ariada, man, he's in great shape. It'll be hard for him to go down. But any of these other guys, <laughs> any of the other guys go down, man, it's going to be a problem for him. Not trying to wish that on him. I just don't think that 
everybody gets hit by the injury bug. I also heard that the um, the Giants are trying to thinking about trying to pull the plug on Brawny. I heard that. Yeah. Pull the plug. I don't want to take him off of life support. <laughs> what he's going to do, he's going to take the Brewers off of life support because yeah. that's what they're on, even though they beat the Mets and cost me some money. Well, the Brewers are, are starting to look a lot better. They are because their pitching is starting to look a lot better. They got the kid over there, Zach Davies. Zach Davies. Who, gave it to really, Steven really Matz. Nice. He yeah. pitched six scoreless yesterday. Yeah. He, he almost had a no-hitter the game before that. For the last two games before that, he took no-hitters into the fifth. Yeah. That kid can pitch, but I doesn't throw who, hard. Who my sleeper is right now, Who's and uh, they're not really a sleeper, I guess, because they're in first place. But my sleeper is the Texas Rangers, yeah. Be- because speaking of the injury bug, they've actually come back. Cole Hamels gets no respect. He didn't. He wasn't even favored yesterday. He's he won never him. favored. You know, Cole Hamels is like never favored, and he's as good as anybody in baseball. Their front line, though, their front line pitching is terrible. Besides, not besides really. who, Cole Hamels, then who? Yeah. Oh, you have Martin Perez. Martin Perez is nice. You got Kobe Lewis. Look at Kobe Lewis. Yeah, Kobe pull. Lewis is going to turn into Kobe wanna, Lewis. You don't want to believe, but I'm talking you about. You will believe, like, Dr. Jones. Kalima. <laughs> Kalima. Yeah, but uh, you can believe in that sucker. I'm seeking him if you want to. But as of right now. Kobe Lewis is dealing. As of right now, Kobe Lewis is dealing. Yeah, but they have a closer problem as well. They do. They need to fix that. But they also got you, Darvish, whose arm is he took a little time off for soreness. But I think his arm is going to get stronger well, he, and stronger. Well, no, he's he's got a shoulder problem. He's not pitching tonight. He's I got, know. That's what they said. Yeah. They said he's got a little soreness. No, but it's I, not a little soreness. They're just downplaying. You know, I've got the inside, dude. Anytime they start talking about neck and shoulder, it's a little bit more. That's like saying you have a tricep or bicep injury. Then pretty soon it means that you're you know about to take a little time off. They need they're so afraid, but they pay these guys too much money to play games and just take a chance of putting a guy out there. But the Texas Rangers are real the only thing i don't like about them is that they don't have that nice right-handed stick i mean adrian beltry is nice but no, you want that you yeah, want brawny yeah you want brawny, you want brawny but he's hurt you know adrian beltry is hurt as right. well he always gets hurt but their their lineup is left-handed like you know heavy heavy crazy heavy. i just can't believe prince fielder is hitting under the mendoza line yeah he just hit a bomb I, down I the never would have seen first that. time in like 20 years man <laughs> since little league yeah he's batting 194 dude yeah. Prince Fielder? He shouldn't be in the show anymore. Not if he's in one ninety four. I can give you one ninety four. Guaranteed. And I'm terrible. Guaranteed. <laughs> um, wow. That's interesting. That's an interesting perspective there. Hmm. Which one? I'm just thinking about the the situation. I mean, you don't seem like you you're giving Derek Holland much uh Derek Holland he's coming back off an injury too and he's inconsistent right now. So, you know, the heat hasn't even kicked in yet in baseball, which is the summertime. Yeah. <laughs> and the summertime makes everybody tell the truth because you start disappearing when you get into that heat. You know, I I have more confidence in Martin Perez than I do in anybody in their rotation besides Cole Hamill. Yeah, Cole Hamels though he and he showed up last year in the playoffs and shut down the Rangers. But one of the I mean, things shut down the, the Blue Jays. <laughs> he shut down his own team. He shut, that's how serious he was. He shut down his own. Change up so mean and shut down his own hitters. But I think that one of the things with them is that they just need to uh, uh, mix that lineup up, man. Uh, Profar came and gave him a jolt, Jerkson, but they need to actually mix that lineup up so that they can get. I would say that their lineup is like what sixty percent left-handers. Something like that. It's heavy. Mitch Moreland, Odor, uh, Prince. Prince Fielder. They have another one in there. Um, Carl Yastrzemski. <laughs> no. Yaz is not in. in. <laughs> it's not Josh Hamilton. We know that. But they got lefties, and they're deep on them. And, that, and when you face that dominant lefty, it's game over. Yeah, and then another problem as well is that most of their pitchers pitch to contact. They don't strike out a lot. Derek Holland's not striking anybody out really. Which is amazing to me. Yeah, and Martin Perez. Martin Perez, he doesn't give up a lot of runs, but that eventually catches up with you because you're giving up, what, <sighs> he give, he's giving up uh, maybe two runs, three runs a game almost as of late. But I mean, he only he's only striking out like three guys a game. 
It's a problem. But I'm, which is what I'm happy about with uh, young Julio Urias. He looked good against the Giants yesterday. Yeah. He looked really good. Yeah, he's going to pick it up more and more. He's going to pick it up. He's going to pick up his confidence. And if you get this kid comes up, he's only 19 years old. The Dodgers threw him, uh, man, in the deep end real early against the Mets on the road. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No. (laughs) And then now you're, and now you're. He said he was nervous. Yeah, he he was obvious. His his stuff is real. Yeah, and his stuff is going to translate. And now it's more. All he has to do is pitch more and more. He looked dominant yesterday against the Giants. And realistically, a guy gives up two runs. He needs that win. Right. Where did he go? Uh, six. He went six and gave up two and yeah. struck out like ten. I think. Did he? Eight, eight or ten, something like that. Yeah, but the thing of it I is, could be wrong. Though. Yeah, but with this kid though, they put too much hype on him. They, it's too much pressure, man. That, I mean, LA is the pressure cooker, but that's too much. You, you put him in the category of. Fernando, Fernando Valenzuela, Kershaw. Kershaw, and Sandy Koufax all rolled into one. Like, come on, dude. Get, let him let him come up and pitch to a batter first. Let him pitch. I forgot somebody on the U-Trick segment that I really wanted to add. Who is that? It is the group of referees in the Copa America soccer tournament that didn't see the man on Peru pull the whammy. Did you see this? No, I didn't. The player on Peru, the game is tied 0-0 against Brazil, and they're in like the 75th minute or something like that. A guy on Peru seems to score a goal. When you slow it down and you look at it, he clearly hit the ball in with his hand, but stuck out his leg. Oh, really? Tr- what? You gotta what? You gotta watch this. This is incredible, and it and it it eliminated Brazil. And they had a conference for like three minutes afterwards, to, and they still didn't come up with the right with the right call. And now, truth be told, that gives America a chance to actually make some noise in. Uh, in 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 the in the Copa Cup, we no. might actually do something. Now let me ask you this: Do you think it was a, a corrupt move? You know what? This isn't FIFA, but at the same time, this was sus. If you go back and review it and still get it wrong, it's usually questionable. You now know? I don't think they reviewed it; they just talked amongst each other, which is a which is a big big problem. It's wow. a serious problem. Well, folks, this has been the Ozone. We're coming at you from Beverly Hills, which means we're a little more relaxed. Chilled out, dude. Chilled out. We're going to go drink some green juice. Yeah. And uh, go USA in the Copa Cup. Go Cavs tonight. We'll see what happens. And I just want to leave you with an inspirational quote. Guys, look for something positive in each day, even if some days you have to look a little harder. All right, ladies and gents, thanks for rocking with us on the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, Terry, the icon. There it is. Ozone. Out.